Welcome to Evangel Church, where we believe in seeing changed lives changing lives. So this was fun, huh? I got I didn't get the real Gatorade bath, which was which was good. Uh, but it's there was coming. a fun uh, there was a fun thing I saw it's on coming. Facebook. Oh, it's coming. It's All coming. right, we'll see later. Um, Third service. It was on uh, Facebook. It said, um, you know, we should be as excited. Do you have that in the back? We should be as excited about church as we are about the Super Bowl. And uh, so you'd be as excited. I remember Dee Glenn, if she's in the house, she put this on my Facebook. Yeah, you put it, you put it last year on my Facebook. So it says, this is the first part of this post on Facebook, and this is the second part of it right after that. Do we have the rest of it? So when your pastor makes a point this Sunday, you should pour Gatorade on his yeah. head. So I think that's where they were inspired by this. Can we give it up for Paul and for John for the great job they did? MC, and we appreciate them. want to make a quick note for you today. Uh, if you're driving a white Lexus uh, and you know the numbers on your license plate, it's 91D or 0, your lights are on. We want you to be able to stay with us as long as you would like, but we don't want to have, to have you staying here too long waiting for AAA to come uh, after service. So if that's you, you have a white Lexus, just uh, check outside, see if you need to turn the lights off on your car. Uh, those are always awkward announcements to give. So let me try to figure out how to transition out of that into the next part of our service now, we're excited about what God's doing here. My name is Pastor Chris, and again, if you're a first-time guest here today, church, can we just give it up? We have a lot of people here for the first time today, and we just want to uh, bless you as you're here. We're so glad that you're here. I hope that you'll stop out at the Welcome Center. You'll see a big tent out there in the foyer. Um, pick up your free gift. Get into the drawing for a $100 gift card for um, Texas Roadhouse. You won't want to miss out on that, but we'd love to see you uh, here this Sunday, but any Sunday that you continue to join us. Um, next Sunday, we're kicking off a brand new series of messages, and the title of it is History, and it's us understanding that when we look back, that it isn't just history, but it's his story. It's the story of Jesus. And do you realize that he's the author of life, the Bible says, and is the author of my story now because I've made him Lord and Savior, and is the author of your story. So we're going to explore the Old Testament together, the first five books, and we're going to see how Jesus is really woven through all the pages of Scripture. You're not going to want to miss out on this. It's going to have a reading plan attached to it that you'll be able to hear more about next week, and also a small group component. So if you're not involved in a small group yet, or you've been coming to Evangel on Sundays and haven't yet plugged in, please take time starting today to sign up to be a part of a small group while you're picking up a hot dog and a pretzel. Uh, get connected out there and get plugged into a small group. That's happening next week, but this Sunday is Super Sunday, and we're excited that we can come. Do I see some team spirit around? I see a few right here. God bless you, O'Leary family, wearing your Steelers uh, gear and some others. I see. I saw a Palomalu jersey over here. Good job. Uh, but it's exciting that we can celebrate our team, the team that, we're, uh, that we root for here. But when we come together in this house, we're here to ultimately celebrate the one team that we are together in Christ, that he's made us one and he's brought us together and uh, he's given us great victory. And so today, I believe it's a life-changing day for some that are with us. In first service, it was a life-changing day for some that had been here that maybe had never been here before, but God had a message uh, for them. And so I want you to approach these next few moments by leaning in and listening closely because I believe that the Spirit of God wants to speak to each one of us. And he's choosing to speak to us through someone who has um, an incredible story, who has said it time and again that he shouldn't be here today. Um, he thought maybe he'd be six feet under. He thought he'd be in a hospital somewhere. He didn't know where he'd be. But God has turned his story around. And his name is Pastor Willie Alfonso, the chaplain to the New York Yankees. Uh, we're so blessed to have you with us, Pastor. And church, I'm telling you, you're going to have to shout him down this morning. He needs to hear, he needs to hear you. 
And um, in this man's story, I know his story, his testimony, and the message God's laid on his heart is for you today. And so would you join me in welcoming uh, from the bottom of your heart our speaker today, Pastor Willie Alfonso, as he comes to share with us. Amen. Sit. No, stand. No, sit. No. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Chris, for the invite. Thank you, Pastor Rick, your worship pastor. That's, that's my boy. <laughs> my man. We go back. You guys are blessed to have him and his beautiful family. Amen? amen. I mean, amen? amen? I just want to make sure you're with me. I want to make sure you're with me. Again, I'm so glad to be here today. Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, some people are rooting for the Patriots, some for the Falcons. You know, uh, I'm a giant fan myself. You know, I'm a giant fan myself. I had the <clears throat> privilege of being the sister chaplain to the Giants for five years. Got to be around for one Super Bowl. So it was good. It was great. Amen. Want to read a verse before we start, <clears throat> and it's in Ezekiel 46. So if you have your Bibles or your iPads or your iPhones, you can't say Bible no more, you know what I'm saying? Because you got all these contraptions, you know. I mean, I'm with it, don't get me wrong. I'm with it. I mean, I preferly to have the Bible. I like to mark my Bible up because I'm, I'm, I'm a little stupid. You know, I got to go back. <laughs> all right, so Ezekiel 46, verse 9, it says, When the people of the land came before the Lord at the appointed Feast, whomever entered by the north gate to worship is to go out the south gate. And whomever entered by the south gate is to go out the north gate. No one is to return by the gate by which he entered, but each is to go out the opposite gate. Now I'm looking and I can see people saying, what in the world does that mean? You know, this morning you woke up, you hooked yourself up. If you're like me, first thing I do, I take a shower because the brother clean. All right, brother clean. Took my shower, get my coffee. I'm Puerto Rican, so I drink butelo. Right? So I got me some butelo, you know. And I get myself ready to come to church. Right? And when I come to church, I come in one way. Right? But God's desire is for me not to leave the same way I came in. His desire is for me to leave different. So this morning, as you got yourself prepared and ready to come to church, all right, and you came in one way, you may have come in through the north, God wants you to go out to the south. In other words, God' desire is that you leave different. Amen? I mean, it's kind of dumb, man. It's kind of stupid, man, to come to church. I said stupid. Yeah. See, I'm not your pastor, so if you get mad at me, I don't care. I'm leaving. You know, so you get mad at me all you want. <laughs> I couldn't care less. God's desire when you come to church, when you come in one way, is to leave different, man. So my prayer today is that something I may say that God will put on my lips, on my tongue, on my heart, and my spirit that I will say will penetrate into yours and you will leave different. Amen? Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I was with the Giants five years as assistant. This will be my 25th year with the Yankees. Any Yankee fans? I knew the anointing was here, Pastor. Any Mets fans? Dear Lord God, help them, Lord Jesus. They're lost. Rebuke that. Nah. 
Oh, God. This is my, this is my 25th year with the Yankees. I've been to four World Series. I was the chaplain to, back then, the Jersey Nets, and it became the Brooklyn Nets. Last year was my last year. I was with them 20 years. I went to two championships with them. And one of the common denominators that all these championships have, whether it be the Super Bowl or the World Series or the NBA championship, is that all these players with the coaches and the managers, they have to trust each other. If there's no trust there, there's no bling. Here, Mets fans, check it out. <laughs> you don't know what this looks like. <laughs> I'm just saying. My bad. Right? Without trust. If you're not trusting each other, man, it's like the church here. If you're not trusting each other and coming around each other, understanding the plan, understanding the vision that God's given you, you're not going to get to where God wants you to get to. That's just the way it is, man. And in your Christian walk, it's the same way. See, your Christian walk is a journey. It's what it is. And choices you make determine where you go. This Christian walk is all about choices. It's all about choices. And choices you make determine where you go. If you make choices that glorify God, man, then God will open up doors that no man could close. I said God will open up doors that no man could close. See, that word trust, it's a significant word in winning a championship. That word trust is a significant word in our walk with God. It's significant, man. See, I, I, I grew up in Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Brooklyn in the house. There you go, girl. Bedford-Stuyvesant, Williamsburg. That's where I came from, the projects. I came from a home where my father was probably one of the most evilest men that ever walked the face of this earth. My father used to beat my mother every single day. My father would beat us every single day. He was a cook. He had these big iron spoons. He used to beat us with those spoons, man, every day. My brother and I slept in the same room, and we would take our bureau and put it against the door with empty cans of soda, so at nighttime when he would come drunk to beat us and try to open the door, those cans would fall. That would wake us up, and we would run out. That's how we lived, man. At the age of 10 and a half, almost 11, my parents threw me in the street. I became homeless. I used to eat out of garbage cans. I used to wait by the pizzeria and watch people throw the leftovers, the crust, into the garbage can, and I would pick that up and eat it. I would live in abandoned buildings. I would wake up in the morning because rats would be biting my feet. That's the way I lived. So for almost 17, 18 years of my life, that's the way I lived. And I started sniffing glue, started sniffing cabana, started smoking pot, started taking heroin, then heroin and cocaine. And I would be clean for a month, back on. Clean for six months, back on. Clean for a year, back on. That was my life. Got married, had a couple of kids, started working. This guy taught me how to run a printing machine, so I was working in this print shop. And there were 60 employees, all black and Hispanics, and one day they hired this new supervisor, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white boy. <laughs> German white boy. Then was Otto Lang. And the first time I met Otto Lang, the first thing he said to me was that, Willie, Jesus loves you, and he opened up his Bible and he read me a verse. And I said, yeah, that's good for you, brother. That ain't for me. That ain't for me. I said, where was your Jesus when I was eating out of garbage cans? I think that's a legit question. 
Where was your Jesus when my father was being delivered in daylight out of us? Where was your Jesus when I was sleeping in abandoned buildings? Now take that Jesus stuff out of here. But every single day, my man will come to me, tell me Jesus loved me. He read me a verse. After a while, it wasn't cute no more. So I took his Bible, and I took it to the glue machine. And I glued his Bible shut. Let me tell you something about a glue machine in a print shop. When you glue something, it's not going to open again. And he would take his Bible, take it to the cutter, cut the glue off. Next day he would come to me, tell me Jesus loves me, open up that Bible, and read me a verse. I said, this is one sick white boy. After a while, being hooked on drugs, on and off, my wife was about to leave me. I spoke to Otto, and he invited me to church. So I went to church with him, man. I sat all the way in the back, all the way in the back, and I made this deal with God. You ever make a deal with God? See, God could handle any deal you make with him. That's why he's God and you're not. I said, this is the deal, God. Personally, I think you're a hustle. Personally, this Christian thing, man, I think it's a hustle, man. But I got nothing to lose. I'm strung out. My wife is about to leave me. I'm going to lose my kids. If you are who you say you are, and you would take this habit off me, and my wife would stay with me, I will give my life to you, and nobody will serve you like me. That's the deal I made with him. Now, my language wasn't the best of language when I made the deal. Okay? But God could handle any language you speak to him with. Now, after almost 40 years of walking with God, I wouldn't dare talk to him that way now. I know better. And so the preacher preached, and he made an invitation, and I walked down the aisle, and I gave my life to Jesus. Now, check this out. I felt at that moment this lifting from my body like I've never felt in my life. Do you know that it's almost 40 years? I have never taken drugs. I've been clean almost 40 years. Almost 40 years I've been clean. Now, here's the problem. You ever meet some of these preachers, man? They say, come on to Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. That's a lie. That's just a lie. I mean, you know, let's, let's open up Pandora's box. That's a lie. You come on to Jesus, everything is not going to be all right. Now, I'd rather go through what I'm going to go through with him than by myself. Amen? I've tried it by myself. Amen? But you come on to Jesus, everything is not going to be all right. The Bible tells us that we're going to have tribulations. We're going to have hard times. So those preachers that preach that should shut up because they're lying. They're just straight up lying, man. I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm not a theologian, okay? But I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. You come on to Jesus, everything is not going to be all right. But he'll get you to whatever situation you could, you could go to. Whatever situation. So I give my life to the Lord. And I start this journey with God. And here's what my message is. The same way, the, same way with these teams that they have to win, they have to trust, 
God calls us to trust him. That's the key component to walk in this walk with God. You got to trust the Lord, man. You got to trust him. You know, I came to the Lord. I couldn't read two words. I never went to school. So this retired teacher, Angelica Valentin, she tutored me for three years. I used to go to a house on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I would read See Sally Run. I can't tell you how humiliating that was. And she used to tell me, don't worry about it. Look at it like you have this big tree in front of you. You have a little axe. Just chop away, brother. Just chop away because sooner or later you're going to cut through. I took the GED test six times. They knew me up in there. <laughs> I would show up and say, oh, Mr. Alfonso, you're back. He said, yeah, I'm back. Is there a problem? <laughs> you know, there's always haters. You know, you always got haters. <laughs> always haters, man. I passed that test by two points. Let me tell you, there's a beauty in passing that test by two points. All you need to pass it is by one. Amen? That's like, that's like when the Yankees beat the Mets. It makes no difference who beat them by 10 or 20. All we need to beat them by one, right? Makes no difference. Then I read this verse. I read this verse, and I'm going to tell you that it freed me. I want to share this verse with you. I want to share it with you because I know that trusting God is hard. I know it's, trusting him is hard, man. You know, I've trusted in me. I trusted in what I could do. And God says, no, trust in what I could do for you. And watch, I'll open up doors that no man could close. Where in my wildest, craziest, craziest thought, while I was in the street eating out of garbage cans, did I think that I would become the chaplain to the New York Yankees? But God. But God. Listen, it's a Jesus thing. Listen. On my best day, I couldn't put that together. I ain't that smart. I know it. I'm not that smart on my best day. I spent 18 years in Mariano Rivera, the greatest relief pitcher ever in the history of baseball. 18 years in his office, in his mansion, doing a Bible study one-on-one. -on -one. Listen, Mariano Rivera has to be grateful to the Lord that I'm saved. Saved, because I would have robbed that brother blind. <laughs> and let me tell you, the stuff he had, you didn't buy it in John's bargain store. It was good stuff, man. I would have robbed that, I would have robbed him blind, man. <laughs> Only God. Only God when you trust the Lord. Let me let me read the first part of this verse. It's in Proverbs 3. Verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path, man. Where in my wildest dream? Where? But God, I should be dead, dying of AIDS somewhere, doing life in jail. I'm here preaching to you and you're listening to me. Only God. It's a Jesus thing, man. It's a Jesus thing. You got to trust in the Lord with all your heart. You can't lean on your own, your own understanding. Your own understanding will limit you. The Bible says, who knows the mind of God? If I, if I depended on my own understanding, I wouldn't be where I am today. 
I wouldn't be where I am today. He says, don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways, not some of your ways. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he's going to direct your path, man. My father and mother used to tell me, see, when went side, you know, Spanish word, it's not a curse. You know, you'll never amount to nothing. He's just telling my father, he's telling me, you bum, you'll never become nothing, man. See, but God, he tells me something different. He tells me that I'm special. See, I don't know about you. For me, I'm a special brother, man. Don't I look like a special brother? Don't I walk like a special brother? Now, I just had knee replacement, so I got a little swagger, you know, to my walk. But that's the knee replacement. You know, I'm not trying to be Brooklyn here, you know. <laughs> I'm a special brother created by God to do something special for him that only I could do. See, the day I was born, I came out of my mother's womb, God said, I'm going to hook you up. But you got to trust me. But you got to trust me. See, and he's saying that to you because I'm special, but you're special too. And God is saying to you, as he said to me, I want to hook you up, brother, sister. I want to hook you up. But you got to trust me. You got to trust me. You got to let go of some of those things, man, that's keeping you from getting to where God wants you to be. Now, see, I'm not trying to paint myself out as this perfect dude because I'm not. I'm not. March 3rd. I'll be celebrating 46 years married. 46 years. Now, let me be quite honest with you. I wouldn't stay with me 46 years. I wouldn't stay with me 46 years. I'm a difficult brother. 46 years. When we get to heaven, my wife's going to live in a mansion. I'm going to live in the projects. You know? They're always going to put me in apartment 5D or something, you know? I'm far from being perfect. Check this out. Hit my new car on the way out. You meet a different Pastor Willie. <laughs> Hit my new ride on the way out. See that word pastor, reverend, chaplain? It don't help me none. Don't help me none, man. I'm trying to get through this just like you. Just like you, man. You know, I get ticked off. Just like you. You know, a couple of months ago, this guy cut me off. Bro, this dude cut me off, man. Cut me off. I chased that dude. Oh, I chased him, man. I'm chasing him. I became very Puerto Rican. I'm chasing that dude, man. I can't tell you what I was thinking. It wasn't godly. I caught up to my man. I told him, bring the window down, Papa. Bring it down. And then, you know, God speaks to you. And he's, Lord said, hey, hey, stupid. What are you doing, man? See, I'm not, no, not going to paint myself. I'm not. There's no halo on my head. There's no wings on my back. But I'm a man that loves God. I love holiness. I love righteousness. I love doing the things that are right of God. I may not always do them. I may not always do them. I'm just being honest, man. Go ahead. Hit my new car on the way out. <laughs> Beyond. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. You don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he's going to direct your path. You know why? Because you're special. Created by God to do something special for him, but you got to trust him. You can't, you can't lean on your own understanding. Your own understanding, my own understanding, it's going to limit us, man. It's going to limit us. I, I led Alonzo Morning to the Lord. You know, Alonzo Morning came from the Miami Heat. 
to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and I walked up to him. He was sitting down. He was taller than me sitting. <laughs> and I said to him, yo, uh, we call him Zoe. Zoe, my name is Pastor Willie. And he just looked up. He went, hmm. Yes. All he said? He said, hmm. I came back the next game. He said, hmm. When a six foot 11 brother, 325 pounds says, hmm, that means leave me alone. <laughs> you leave that alone. He had a kidney breakdown. I went to the hospital to visit him. He gave his life to the Lord. And when he went back to Miami, he flew my wife and I out to Miami. I was there the day he won the championship. Where in my wildest dream? Then, then, then he wrote a book that sold over 2 million copies. And chapter 10 is all about our friendship and how I led him to the Lord. His man, Holando Morning, where in my wildest dream? He went to the Hall of Fame, flew my wife and I to be there, and in the audience of several thousand people, the commissioner of the NBA, all the top coaches, all the top players were there. He said, I want to thank, he said, over there, Pastor Willie, will you stand up, please, Pastor Willie? And I stood up and said, I want to thank Pastor Willie because of him I gave my life to Jesus. Where in my wildest imagination did I think something like that would happen? Why? Because I'm on this journey and trusting the Lord. I'm trusting God every single day with all of my situations. Listen, if you're going to get to where God wants you to get to, you must trust the Lord with all your heart. You can't lean on your own understanding, man. Your own understanding will take you to the left instead of to the right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Here, verse 7. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Don't be wise in your own eyes, man. Listen, when you say, I got it, that's when you're in trouble. When you're in trouble. I got this. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't got it. You can't be wise in your own eyes. I get up every single day, 365 days a year, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Even if I'm on vacation, I may go back to sleep. I get up at 5 in the morning, I have my one-year Bible, I read a part of the Old Testament, part of the New Testament, a Psalm, a Proverbs, then I get to praying, then I keep quiet and listen to what God wants to say to me, because I'm very aware that God still speaks to us. See, I can't be wise in my own eyes, I can't leave my house, the knucklehead I am, without being in God's word. I can't, I know me, I'm a knucklehead. You know, in Spanish, cabezidudo, you know? I know who I am, man. I know who I am, and I know whom's I am. Okay? So I got to be in God's word. I can't be wise in my own eyes. I got a couple of buddies that know all my business. These are godly men. If I ever fall into a, just a time, I call them. I'm able to speak to them. They're able to give me godly advice, man. Now, check it out. Don't be telling your business to anybody because they're haters out there. And they'll be telling your business to everybody. In Spanish, we call that bochinche. You know? You can't be telling your business to everyone. But listen, guys, find, find godly men from the church that you can come alongside. They'll help you on this journey. By the way, man, let me tell you, don't be calling no woman to help you on this journey. Don't be, don't be, don't be playing that. Don't be playing that. And ladies, don't be calling my man, oh, yeah, he godly. No, yeah, right. Yeah, right. 
This will be my 25th year going to Tampa, spring training. I go to Tampa. I'll be there next week. After I do what I do, it's around 10, 11 o'clock at night. I can stay in the best hotel in Tampa. I get in my car. I drive an hour and a half to Ocala. I stay in my brother's house. You know why I stay in my brother's house? Very spiritual. The women in Tampa are too fine. They're too fine. I know what goes on in the hotels. They're too fine, man. I'm not about to go home and have to explain to my wife after 46 years that I went to Tampa and I had to bang it up. I'm not explaining to my three daughters. I'm not explaining to my granddaughter. I'm not explaining to my grandson. I'm not telling Pastor Chris if he invites me, I can't come because I went to Tampa. I couldn't keep it under control. I ain't doing that, man. I'm not doing it. Now, you may say, man, you're a pastor. I mean, you don't have that in check. No. 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 It's simple, Pastor Rick. No. See, brother, brother, brother fine too, you know. <laughs> I got a little something, something going on too. I'm saying. I'm not falling into that, man. Plus, my wife, the short little Puerto Rican girl, she'll hurt me. <laughs> oh, she'll hurt me, man. It's going to be bad. Pastor Rick, you know, Nancy, she's going to hurt me. See, I can't be wise in my own eyes. I can't. You know, there was one that I went to this dinner one time with one of the teams, and I was talking to this guy from the front office. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to my man, I'm talking to my man. And then I looked to the left, and there was this young lady sitting down. And check it out, this girl, <laughs> she smiled at me. She smiled. <laughs> Let me tell you something about this girl. This girl was fine, man. This girl was fine. See, the devil never bring an ugly woman your way. Devil never bring an ugly man your way unless you into ugly. I'm not, you know. I like him fine, you know. And so, so I kept talking to my man here, and this girl got up and started walking our way. And the closer she got, the finer she got. I could now smell her coming. And she stopped. She knew my man. He said hi. He introduced me to her, excused himself, and left me with her. See, I love God's word and his truth. See, the Bible says at any time of temptation, God will always give you the way of escape. Not sometimes. He'll always give you the way out. And right at that moment, God spoke to me, told me, oh, yo, Papa, you better run. Yo, you better go. You're about to bang this thing up, man. And I said, could you excuse me? I started walking toward the elevator, skipping toward the elevator. I pressed down, took my ticket out, gave it to the ballet. I left the Tampa, got to my brother's house, went to my room, and I said, click, 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 click. <laughs> All right? Then I called my wife. I said, what's up, baby? <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm just saying. See, if, if, if you're looking for a guy that's a theologian, they're going to give you 30 verses, oh, holy who, that's not me. I'm just like you. I'm trying to work this thing out just like you. See, some of y'all are going through the same stuff. I'm going through stuff just like you. This word, pastor, reverend, chaplain, don't give me no special nothing, man. Matter of fact, I have a bigger bullseye on me than you do. But I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. In all my ways, I'm acknowledging him. And he's directing my path. I'm not being wise in my own eyes. I don't got this, man. 
See, this Christian walk, it's all about choices. And choices you make determine where you go. You make choices that are not godly, you'll get results that aren't godly. And don't get uptight with God. That's you. That's you, man. I say to single people all the time, you know, when, uh, when athletes are going to the Olympics, what is the number one purpose of an athlete going to the Olympics? To do what? Win the gold. See how fast he said that, man? To win the gold. You have never heard an athlete say, hey, I'm going to the Olympics to get me a bronze medal, man. Or I'm going to the Olympics to get me a silver medal. They'll, bo they'll bounce that boy off the team. Going for gold. See, it's the same way for you single <coughs> men and women when it comes to a mate. God wants to give you gold, but you keep messing with that silver, and you keep messing with that bronze. And if you get bronze or silver, you pick that. God didn't pick that because God don't give silver or bronze. He gives gold. I got two daughters that are not married, and they're here for me all the time. Don't you be bringing no silver or bronze to this house. I can smell silver. I can smell bronze. I want 24-karat gold. And don't be bringing that, that cheap 10 carat stuff. I'm just saying, guys, you guys are special. You're special, created by God to do something special for him. All of you up there in the balcony, man, I'm telling you, you are special people. You're in a special church, man, that teaches Jesus. That teaches Jesus, man. And the place that you become wise to the things of God are in those prayer meetings are in serving God, being an usher, or being a Sunday school teacher. You didn't come to church to sit on your backside and do nothing but suck in. Remember what I said? You get mad because I said that? I don't really care. I'm leaving in like an hour. You get mad all you want. God has something special for you guys. I know it. I sense it in the marrow of my spirit, man. You guys, this is a special church. God wants to do something special with you guys here in New Jersey, man, here in this community. He wants to turn this community inside out for him so that others can learn who they are and whom they are and learn what the gifts and talents they have in them. You guys are special, special people. You have a good pastor. You have a godly man that God put here as your spiritual leader. Listen, I go to a different church almost every Sunday to speak, okay? This is not what you find in every church. I'm just saying. I don't need to say that about him. I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> don't scare me at all. I could take him. <laughs> I can't take Pastor Rick, though. He's too big. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't he good? Isn't he good, man? Man, I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic to be here. I'm ecstatic to be alive. Listen, I want to go to heaven, but I ain't in no hurry. I want to go to heaven. But I'm a special dude. I'm as special as they come. The beauty is that you're just as special, if not more, I am. Get with the program. Trust the process. Trust the Lord. And watch where he'll take you. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you, almighty God. We're so grateful 
that you came and you died on that cross for us, Lord God, and rose again so that we could have life. Thank you that you call us special, Lord God. Thank you that you have something special just for us, Lord God, for nobody else but us. And the first place and the first way of trusting God is by giving your life to him. And as everyone's heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you have never received Christ as your Savior, this is your day. You're here for this specific reason. Listen, I want to get in my car and drive back to Staten Island, but that's not promised to me. The Bible says that tomorrow's not promised to us. This is your opportunity today, right now. So if that's you in the quietness of your seat, pray this prayer as your eyes are closed and your head is bowed. Say, dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Go ahead, in the quietness of your seat. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And I know that you went to the cross for me. Can you bring up the lights just a little bit? That you came, you went to the cross for me. For me. For my past, present, and future sins. Forgive me, Lord. Go ahead, say that to him. Come into my heart. And what you've done for Pastor Willie, do for me. As our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Anyone pray that prayer? It's the beginning of you trusting God. Would you raise a hand and say, that's me? Anybody raise a hand? Praise God. Anybody else raise a hand and say, that's me? Listen, don't let the devil punk you out. See, he don't want you. See, I said, so almost 40 years ago, I stayed in the back of that church, and everything in me told me, don't, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, because the devil knew how, what God was going to do in my life. <clears throat> the devil know what God's going to do in your life. Anybody pick up a hand and say, that's me? I'm going to give my life to the Lord today. I don't care who knows it, who sees it, who doesn't see it? Anybody up in the balcony, pick up their hand and say, that's me. This is your day, man. Don't let it go by. Don't let it go by. Because you can't stand before God and say, God, I didn't know the truth. Because he's going to say, didn't I send you Pastor Willie that Super Bowl Sunday and you wouldn't respond? Anybody raise a hand and say, that's me? This is your time. This is your place. This is the moment that God has for you, man. I know I can sense it in my spirit, man. I can't. I'm not trying to, you know, twist nobody's arm. There's something you have to do from the heart. But don't let this moment go by. Don't let it go by. Who would raise a hand and say that's me? Amen. I see that hand up in the balcony. Praise God. Praise God, brother, sister. Anybody else would raise a hand? Praise God, sister. Praise God. Anybody else would raise a hand? Say, that's me. Raise your hand up high so I can see it, man, because I want to pray for you. Anybody else who raise a hand and say, that's me? I only have a minute. Please don't let it go by. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. This is what I'm going to ask you to do, man. Please, please don't. I'm not trying to embarrass you, man, but would you stand? Would you stand? If you raise your hand, stand, man, because God sees that, and I'm going to tell you something, man. God will bless you like you've never been blessed before. Yeah. Just stand where you are. Stand where you are. Stand where you are. If you picked up your hand, stand. A couple of you guys raised their hand and you're not standing, man. Just, just, just stand where you are. Praise God. Amen. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to come down and meet me, meet me right here. I want to pray for you, man. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you, man. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Come, meet me right here. I want to pray for you. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed, man. 
I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not. Come from the balcony. I'll wait for you. You guys from the balcony, come on. I'll wait for you. Come on, brother. Come on. Come on, my man. I'll wait for you. Come on. I'll wait for you. Come. Come. I'll wait for you. I'll wait an hour if I have to wait. Come on. Praise God. Come on. This is your time. It's your time. It's your time. Don't let no one rob you, man. Don't let the devil hustle you out of your time. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I'm waiting for a couple of brothers that that's all coming down. Here they come. Come on, my man. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> See, that's what real men do, man. <laughs> that's what real men do. That's what real women do. That's what they do. That's what they do, man. They're not embarrassed. They do what's right. Take the real man to come to the Lord. Take the real woman to come to the Lord. I want you guys to pray this prayer with me. You coming down, my man? Nah, my bad. <laughs> pray this prayer with me. Come on, look at, look at me. I want to pray for you. Say, dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And I know that you went to the cross for me. I accept you as Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. And what you've done for Pastor Willie, do for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. There's a party going on in heaven. It is. It is. Praise God. Pastor, come. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's celebrate. Church, would you just show your appreciation for Pastor Willie for sharing God's word with us today? For those of you that are standing at the altar today, uh, so thankful for the decision that you're making. We have a prayer team that's around you. They're going to pray with you and give you some things that are just going to help you in your journey. But church, I want to pray for you while our altar workers are praying with those that have responded today. Would you just bow your heads and your hearts with me right now? And in the quietness of this moment, I, I felt challenged by Pastor Willie's message and by the way that God allowed him to speak so candidly, so authentically to us. Uh, we need that. We need that challenge. For some of you today, God was speaking to you. He's convicting you where you are. Pastor Willie said he's made some things in his life. He's taken some extreme measures because he doesn't want to fall into the traps the enemy wants to set up all around him. But perhaps today you feel it in that place. You say, you know what? I need to get to that place. I need to find freedom in that area. I need to learn what it means to take all the trust off myself and put it back on the Lord again to acknowledge him and allow him to direct my path in every way. And so if that was for you today, I'm just going to pray and just ask God's word to take root in all of our hearts together. So let's pray together. Uh, bow your hearts with me right now. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're here. We thank you, Lord God, that you sent us, Lord God, someone full of your spirit who loves you, Lord God, who's been a mouthpiece uh, for you, Lord God, um, all over the world. And today, Lord God, you are speaking to us. 
And Lord God, we receive your word today, Lord God, and we acknowledge you in all of our ways, Lord God. We trust you with all our heart and with all our strength, with everything that we are, Lord God. We're not going to look to be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. But, Lord God, we're going to look to you. We're going to acknowledge you, Lord God. We're going to move away and push away the things, Lord, that would separate us from you. Today, Lord, I pray that someone would walk in a new place of freedom as they leave here today, Lord God. So, Lord God, we commit this day to you. We commit this word to you, Lord God. And we pray today, Lord God, that we could celebrate from a great place of victory because of what you've done in us, Lord God. Help us to know that we are special in your eyes, Lord God, that we're loved with a love we can't even comprehend, and that you have a plan that we could never imagine in store for us as we trust you and walk with you. So, Lord God, may we do just that, Lord God, and we commit this now to you in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Praise God. Happy Super Sunday to all of you. Again, we're so glad that you're here. Before you leave today, please pick up a copy of Pastor Willie's book. You're not going to want to miss out. Such an incredible testimony of what God's done in his life. Uh, we can't wait to see you out in the foyer. If you're new, we'd love to connect with you. But for everyone, we have some treats and some other things that we'd like to uh, bless you with as you leave. It's all free. And make sure you make complete use of everything out in the foyer. Happy Super Sunday. We'll see you next week. We hope you have been challenged and blessed by this message. For more information, visit us at evangelchurch.com.